if you're ever having a really really bad day like a lot of us do where it might be raining you look outside and the, the weather's a bit grim and you know you've particularly got no reason for feeling miserable but you, you feel a bit bad and you really have to push yourself and motivate yourself to everything's sort of like a task I do have them days as soon as I go out to the gym and it is a struggle and I don't want to sometimes I come out feeling completely different because the benefits on mental health alone sort of outweigh any anxiety that I feel sort of walking through the doors because I come out like a, a changed, different person, like a lot yeah. happier, motivated, yeah. and that's what keeps me going. And a big thanks to this week's sponsor, Creative Ways Podcast. Emma Isaacs has been a designer for 20 years. Her podcast is filled with inspiring conversations with successful photographers, musicians, fashion designers, artists, and sculptors who have been so generous with their tactile advice to truly motivate and educate creatives keep us all on this important path. Emma believes that if we aren't following our true inner creative calling, then we are literally harming our minds and bodies. So give it a listen and download Creative Ways Podcast now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sydney Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham West. Sending you big hugs. It's lockdown number two. We're in it, aren't we? And it's a bit, a bit different to last lockdown, isn't it? It's all nice and chilly and calm and no, it seems quite restful at the moment. It seems quite peaceful. So I hope you're well. If you're listening to this, if you're feeling a bit stressed, if you've been triggered, I just want you to know that you're in safe space. And I'm going to try and give you a bit of a bit of a momentum, a bit of a boost to your health and fitness journey. If you're looking to lose weight and if you're not quite feeling it, maybe you can't go to your group still. Maybe you're not finding the you know the online communities that you're part of, not really really doing it. I hope today's podcast will just give you that bit of momentum just to carry on for next week and you know we can do this can't we we can do this and I really love interviewing guests that maybe have a couple of followers on Instagram that have like 200 following the lower numbers I also interview guests that have got high numbers of followers and you know that's great too but I think in these times I think we really need to be reaching out within our communities just to those that maybe stand more alone than others and just give them a bit of a boost and a bit of a a bit of a pep talk if the if you notice that they're kind of not really feeling it and maybe they're a bit low. And just to recognise that within the communities that you have or the communities that you're part of, especially on Instagram. If you're one of those shining stars <laughs> that have thousands of followers, then, you know, please reach out to those others. And I think that, that would really just make the day. And when you're on a health and fitness journey, you need, you need that momentum, don't you? You need that momentum to go on, to spare each other on and just to see how these weeks as, as they unfold nearing up to Christmas. This week's guest is Lindsay Duffy. Lindsay Duffy has followed the Slimming World plan, but a bit differently to the other guests that I've had on before. Lindsay followed the plan from research through joining online communities as Lindsay suffers from anxiety and she felt this was the best way to equip herself with the knowledge and to follow a plan that she could see worked. She could see people that she followed on Instagram that had had success with Slimming World and this is what Lindsay chose to do. This week's story follows Lindsay's journey through losing weight, how her anxiety has, has been with her weight loss and fitness journey and how she felt, you know, going through the doors of a gym and how she got from the door onto the gym equipment with that anxiety and how she managed that. So I think this will really help encourage people. If you're one of those people that really struggles just to 
get out the door or get into a class because they feel anxious. I think Lindsay will, you know, give you some, I guess, motivation that if she can do this, you know, you can you can do it too. There is there is hope out there for you too. So when Lindsay started her journey, she didn't have a lot of weight to lose compared to some of the guests that I had on. She was a, I think she found herself feeling uncomfortable in a, a size 14, that they was getting a bit tight. And that's when she decided to lose weight. And throughout this podcast interview, Lindsay will explain that, you know, when she got to Target, she then felt that she needed to push herself that bit more. And I think this is the first interview that I've done where Lindsay talks about how she'd lost all her weight and then she felt that she'd gone too far down the scale and she needed to put weight back on. And how do you get into that mindset? <laughs> when you've had the mindset of, you know, I need to lose the weight, need to lose the weight, and then to like turn it on its head and think, actually, for health reasons, I need to put some more weight back on. So this is definitely a different story. And I know that you'll find this interview inspiring when you've got a lot of weight to lose or not, because we do touch on a lot of issues around mental health. And Lindsay has a great account on Instagram. I'm just going to give you a Instagram handle, which is slimming.gym.and.gin. And I'll put the link in my show notes. So if you want to go and follow Lindsay, please do. It'll be in the link on the show notes. And I'm sure she'll love for you to pop over and just say a, a quick hi. And I know that any feedback from the podcast will be really, really welcomed. So here's introducing Lindsay to her episode of Slimming Stories. So if you just want to start off by talking us through why you chose to to lose weight. You've not had a, a huge amount of weight to lose, but I know that you said that you, you didn't feel comfortable in your body and you wanted to make some changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, basically, I'd wanted to lose weight for a long time. I think what it was, I was always very small and petite when I was younger. And as soon as I reached the age of sort of 18-ish and I found, uh, obviously, I wasn't cooking. Uh, my parents weren't cooking for me and I found alcohol and hangover foods and everything that goes with it, uh, the weight started to pile on. So I tried a few times different things and nothing sort of ever seemed to stick. Um, and basically uh, I fell pregnant and put on quite a lot of weight during my pregnancy, mainly through eating cheesecakes, uh, full cheesecakes and uh, McDonald's burgers and all the other things that yeah. I craved. And um, as soon as my daughter was born, I think a few, a few weeks later, I was just feeling so miserable, if I'm honest, because I couldn't really get a grasp the fact that I'd got a new body and everything had changed. And I, I just thought, I looked in the mirror one day and I just thought, I really need to make a difference. I need to make some changes to make myself feel mainly more confident, um, but just, just so I could feel a little bit happier and more comfortable in my own skin. Uh, so that's when I found, obviously, Slimming World. That's right. And I understand that you didn't go to a group. You chose to research. Now, was that because of time constraints with having a little one? But I know that you found Pinterest and other other platforms online just to help you get started. Yeah, mainly it was the fact that I'd got you know, a newborn baby. So obviously it was my first child. I didn't want to really leave my baby. But secondly, the anxiety of sort of going into a, a group of people that I don't really know, um, I found that the idea of that really, really daunting. So yeah, I decided to research everything myself at home. 
I spent a lot of time looking on websites, researching it, writing it all down in a notepad so I knew the basics of the plan and just started doing it myself from home. Right. And that's probably the first time I've heard that for someone to actually start with the plan. But yeah, you kind of homeschooled yourself, didn't you, into the plan. And how did you find that community online when you started to do the research? Did you find any forums that were really, really helpful that that helped build your confidence to start a plan, knowing that you'd got all the information that you needed? Yeah, there's some really, really helpful groups. I mean, um, obviously there's Pinterest. You can't really chat to people on there. So that means mainly I was finding recipes and things. But mainly on Facebook, there's groups of members on there and they are so encouraging and helpful. And, you know, once I went online, if I was struggling, I could ask for help. Um, They would just sort of give me some guidance, help with sins values, help with motivation and things like that. So that was really, really helpful. And what were the main changes that you found following plan compared to pre-healthy eating? And you mentioned the cheesecakes. Obviously, I'd imagine <laughs> yeah. the four-fat cheesecakes had to go. I love cheesecakes, absolutely. In fact, I literally, this weekend just gone, you'll see on my, um, on my Instagram grid that I made a cheesecake for my husband for, for our anniversary. And I, I do adore the, you know, the full-fat, the full, oh, you know, cream. They're just delicious, aren't just they? Just absolutely <laughs> And it's not that you can't have that, but obviously a whole cheesecake may be out of the question. So what were the changes that you had to implement to start this? Well, do you know what? I'd never really cooked anything from scratch. Everything that I'd always cooked would be from jars or frozen foods and things like that. So really it was just at first finding simple recipes that were easy to create at home with simple ingredients really. And it just went from there and as soon as I learned that I could actually make these meals because I never knew that I could cook until I started trying these recipes right um it like opened a bit of a new lease of life for yeah. me really because I really enjoyed it it was just like my bit of downtime for an hour just cooking everything it's so much more satisfying I think when you've cooked a meal from scratch it's just you know delicious and tasty and it's really easy to do sometimes with some of these recipes absolutely i think if you just like look at like a basic spaghetti bolognese and, and making your exactly. own sauce so i i don't buy shop-bought sauces i buy the passata and i make everything with that and then i add extra garlic and everything goes in there and at first my son was really into dolmio because oh, yeah. my, my stepdaughters wanted a dolmio but i'd always cook from scratch and then he was wanting the dolmio and i was like oh for goodness sake so what i did was I bought a dolmio and then it off my sauce and then off the dolmio and gradually over time I kind of reduced the dolmio. <laughs> <laughs> Weaned them off it. Exactly. <laughs> Things you have to do as a mum just to kind of like wean them off the dolmio taste <laughs> until I think it had one sauce that I think his dad had made and was like oh this doesn't taste this doesn't taste like mum is like no you dad's giving me a dolmio eat my sauce son eat my <laughs> sauce. But it's so easy to do isn't it just to yeah just to start and maybe if you can just start with one one recipe what one meal and if you've always you know bought processed foods and you're not really used to cooking just start mm. with one meal and i think tomato based sauces are so oh, yeah, the easiest ones to be versatile for. and you can literally do i mean if you buy like bought buy some pasta you could do curries you know spaghetti bolognese lasagnas there's so many so many sauces so what is what's is your favorite recipe that you you found that you enjoy 
Oh God, there's, there's quite a few. I enjoy the ones that my children enjoy eating just because it's less hassle at mealtime. And I Absolutely. actually enjoy eating my meals when they're not creating. Their particular favourite one is uh, like a pasta dish actually with the passata. And there's chicken and bacon in there and a, a bit of like low fat cream cheese to make the sauce creamy. And they absolutely love that. So we have that quite a lot because as I say, it's a meal they will happily eat. Yeah, that's great. And we always feel that guilt, don't we, as a mum? So it's nice to think that you've ticked that box. Yeah. And that's something healthy and nutritious. That is lovely to hear. So you followed the guidelines and you made these changes. How have you found your cravings to the foods like the cheesecake? that you maybe would have had more of in the past how have you found that with being on plan and and making those changes especially when you've got little children where often yeah. they're the you know they're a supermarket grabbing the sweets wanting the chocolate and the high sugar drinks how have you found that well what i've tried to do is implement some changes at home so that the treats that i buy for the kids i can also have yeah. So just things like good small snack size, little chocolates and things like that. I can work that into my plan. So, I mean, basically I'll sit there and I'll make a meal plan for the week. So that'll include right. breakfast, dinner and tea. I plan it sort of a week in advance and do all my food shopping online on Asda. I found that's really helpful to stop yeah. me from sort of just going around and picking things like cheesecakes up that you see on the shelves and you just yeah. like, that looks delicious. I'm going <laughs> to... It, it stops you from doing that because when you've got a plan and you've written a list for everything exactly what you need and you've ordered it online, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to avoid temptation of picking things like that up. But I also work into the plan, obviously, the, the slimming friendly treats that are also good for my kids. So the things like little chocolate fingers in bags and things like that, I can work that within my daily sins allowance. Uh, and obviously the kids have got some treats too. That's it. So they're not missing out, which is brilliant. And do you find that when you do start cooking and, and you know, you said you learn to cook from scratch, do you find that you're able to, to bulk cook? Is that something that you, you work into your plan? Because obviously you, you're a busy mum, you're working, mm -hmm. you've got little ones. Is that something that you rely on? Do you have to bulk prep as such or bulk cook to make sure that your week goes smoothly to plan? Well, most of the time, the recipes that I choose are pretty simple and straightforward. I make enough to sort of feed the family. And then there's always like a little bit left over so they can go in pots and things like that and be frozen for maybe dinners if I'm pushed for time. Or if the kids want an easy meal one night where they have fish fingers and chips, you know, the typical kid foods that they all love. Yeah. If uh, my partner's working away, then sometimes I'll have the, the frozen meals that are left over, but not bulk not bulk cooking as such I, I pretty much cook everything on a daily basis and then just freeze any leftovers and it's quite surprising actually how many meals that you can cook from scratch when you've walked in from work that don't take a long long time i always find myself that if i'm really really busy like a pasta dish so my pasta i know will take around 10 minutes but i also know that if i get a hot pan on as soon as i put the pasta in then i can fry some some chicken off and some bacon throwing some mushrooms and that, that will be cooked at the same time that the pasta's cooked. So I know that if I'm working and with my job, I drive a lot. So I know that if I've had a, maybe a hard day and I'm tired, that I know that as long as I've got in the fridge, my food for a quick pasta meal, that I don't have to fret about, oh, it's going to take me this long. And I, I kind of try and, I try and cook 
stood up within 10 minutes so it's not a case of i put oh, something yeah. in the oven and i sit down i'm literally i'm stood up i'm, I'm i dedicate 10 minutes <laughs> to a healthy meal and it's surprising what you can get done 10 15 minutes and you don't it doesn't have to be a labor of love you know like, i mean i put music on i put podcasts on and they mm. just help me just to get through it i guess everything that i do is so it, they're all simple meals i don't like anything complicated i don't like anything that takes a lot of time no. um, but i'll tell you do you know the slow cooker as well that's amazing like you yeah. can just chop everything up and throw it in and just leave it for the day and it's cooked and then it's ready for the children and you know the family when they're ready to sit down for a meal so that's that's another thing that i use quite a lot for things like stews and chicken soups and things like that and have you found yourself adapting recipes that you used to have when you was a child when you was living at home and and bringing those into your family have you found yourself doing that or have you literally just learned like new recipes new ideas what you're eating now is that totally new compared to what you used to eat as a child or is there any connection with with those recipes and meals no, they're definitely similar meals to, to what my mum will have made me when I was growing up. Just cooked in a in a different way, a lot healthier, obviously using the fry lights and things like that instead of, I remember my mum having blocks of lard lying around in the yeah, fridge. My mom too. And everything would be fried in lard and the eggs would be fried in lard. And, you know, obviously just making simple changes like grilling the bacon and taking the fat off the bacon, things like that. It's just those simple things that make all the difference. So similar meals, uh, just prepared differently. Mm -hmm. In lockdown, I had to go shopping for lard and I couldn't find this lard this one particular time. I thought, there's no way I'm going to ask somebody for lard. I just thought, <laughs> lard is just, you know, you just don't want to be eating lard, do you? But yeah, like you say, I was same as your parents. That that's what, that, that was a taste. My mum was in the 70s and she, yeah, she loves, her, loves her lard, but I think she only cooks <laughs> certain things in it now, like pastries and things. But it sounds to me from what you've said that you've not really missed out. You don't, you don't feel deprived of what you're eating. It, it seems that this has worked, yeah. really worked for you and you, you've made it fit into your family life and, and you're not feeling really deprived. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I don't feel deprived at all. There might be days where I'm, I'm struggling or having a bad day and that's the time when I really struggle because the urge is to like binge on foods that aren't particularly good. I mean, I'm, I'm a savoury person. Everything has always been savoury for me. So your cheese, crackers, crisps, all that kind mm. of thing. They are the foods that, because they're so readily available as well, and you can yeah. just walk into the fridge and grab them, they would be the foods that I would sit and binge on if I'm having a bit of a bad day. And that's the only downfall. When, when I get into that mentality where I think, stuff it. Mm. I go full hog. There's no, yeah. I've had a few biscuits, you know, I've had a bit of a bad time. It's full bags, big family bag sizes of crisps. Luckily, I don't do that so often anymore. But there are times when I do yeah. sort of fall off track and have a bit of a binge. I mean, do, do you get these times where you feel that you're kind of out of control with the food and you're not sure how to rein it back in? Um, yeah, at times. What, what does help is because I feel like I've come so far, I always have that point in my head where something clicks and I tell myself, Lindsay, you've done really well. You don't want to ruin your progress. We need to draw the line. And I try and draw the line underneath it and move on the next day. So yeah. basically, anything I've done the day before, I just say, right, today is a new day. Yesterday was a bit of a bad day, but that, that behavior is not going to continue today. So today is a fresh start. And that's the attitude that I have every time I have a bit of a 
a bit of a fall off the wagon. Yeah, and it's great that you're able to do that. For some people listening, and including myself, that is often the hardest thing. You know, you can have you can have weeks, months where you're losing the weight. Something will happen, and it's almost like you beat yourself up with a big stick. You know, yeah, often we can be our own worst bullies, can't we? Where really, like you've said, just draw the line and just move on and just forget and forgive what happened in the past is in the past. Yeah, you've got to have that mentality, otherwise, yeah. you know, your weight would end up creeping back on. And I'd worked so hard, I just didn't want to fall back into old routines and states. So I think that's what stops me from sort of, you know, spiraling out of a control and it ending up being a week of binging or something like that. Yeah. That's what helps sort of draw me back into into line, really. I see. When you first started to lose weight, what's what dress size were you at that point? I was a large size fourteen, which is the average size really for uh, a lady but I'm five foot three I'm really petite and the weight didn't look healthy on me because of my my height I think I dropped down to a size six slash eight now so I'm in a size six jeans which I feel really really suits me for my build I did drop down to a lower weight at one point that was seven stone four and at that time, I didn't sort of realise how ill, I would use the word ill, mm. I was looking. I got extremely thin. I got sort of obsessed with exercise. I didn't want to undo any progress that I'd made. And the mentality that I had was if I had bad foods, I would put that weight back on that I'd lost. And I got into a bit of a, a negative sort of unhealthy habit with food. Mm. and. It took a lot of convincing from friends and family. And people obviously want to say it in a nice roundabout way without being offensive. But friends and family would say, you're looking very, very slim. I don't think you need to lose any more weight, Lindsay. And it would be little things like that. And then eventually people started saying, you know, I think, I think you're looking a bit, a bit too skinny now. You're taking it a bit too far. My face sort of went all... You could see all the structure in, in my jawline and things like that. And it was one day I stood, I started to take on board what people were saying. And I saw one day I was at the gym and they have the big massive mirrors in the studio where you're working out. And I saw some really healthy ladies that were, you know, weighed a lot more than me, but very toned, very lovely physique. And I looked at myself in comparison and I thought, this is, this is just not healthy. Because these ladies might, you know, weigh three, four stone more than me, but look a lot healthier because they're doing it in the right way and they're, they're toning up. And I just looked like my legs were so skinny. Hmm. So I then got into a state where I needed to sort of start looking at putting weight back on. Right. And it's, it's something that we've not really covered in the podcast. And I guess when you make the decision to lose weight and you've got your your mindset on how you want to look and then you're getting the compliments and you're feeling good about yourself and then the exercise comes because you know it's you know it's healthy to exercise and that's great and you you got into the gym and and you had this this great focus to then feel right okay I need to perhaps exercise the bad calories off it's it's a it's a pattern that you, you you can get into I guess and I don't know how you feel about this but I think with the diet industry in general when you go to maybe an exercise class or you go to a forum 
we are rewarded for for weight loss and i guess in a group setting you yeah, the claps and the, you'll get the rewards and you get something so i guess like a child yeah. in a way that you know well done you've done this here's your, here's your reward you know you've lost our stone you, you've lost a stone and when you reach your your goal weight that kind of filters out doesn't it and i'm not saying that yeah. people don't get recognized recognized for weight loss and i think that instagram is good for you know it's almost yes you're at goal and you've still got people there to compliment you with you know transformation choosing different things but i just feel that at the point within the industry that i see it just feels to me that when you get to your goal weight there's no there's no real recognition of of the fact that you're at goal and that you've mm-hmm. maintained other than great Sheila you've had another great great week you're on plan again <laughs> just I mean there's no it, it just feels that 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 part of the journey kind of feels a little bit stagnant and I guess that for somebody like yourself that has had a great success the weights come off did you feel that okay I'm not getting those those compliments I'm not getting that recognition from the forums that you're in it's kind of right okay you've done the job and now you just accept the fact that you're at goal yeah, a little bit. I got to the stage where I'd obviously lost the weight and I was like, oh, what now? And then I just got the crazy idea in my mind. I want you to have big toned muscles in my arms. And that's <laughs> and it moved on to something else. And, you know, I think that's why I was sort of hitting the gym and doing all this working out and obviously lost, lost all the additional weight without sort of even realising really myself until people yeah. started noticing. Because I'd got to my target. I'd done my job, I, you know, as far as I was concerned, that was done. I, I knew I didn't want to put the weight back on, so I was always working towards that. But it wasn't like I was weighing myself every day or, or well, not every day, every week, or keeping an eye on that sort of thing anymore because I just thought, oh, well, I'm, I'm where I need to be. Now I just need to tone up, and that's, mm. that's where I ended up dropping the weight. Yeah. And what do you feel would have supported you more in that transition from being at goal and kind of going to a weight that may not have been healthy for for you that your your BMI may have dropped too much did you feel that at that point maybe being in a group setting would have helped and would have been picked up sooner yeah of course definitely that's probably one of one of the things that would have really really helped if I was going to a Sunny World group obviously they're professional at what they do they sit and work out the target they know where you should be you've got that constant advice constant weighing and all the support and obviously because I decided to go it alone uh, I didn't have any of that and I just thought right I'm at my personal target I'll go off and do my own thing so it would have been picked up I think a lot earlier and I think sometimes hearing it from a stranger maybe would be you'd probably take it on board more than a a friend or somebody else making comments and if somebody professional that is you know qualified in that sort of role that does it day in day out um, sort of picked up on something like that then I think you'd be more inclined to listen and take it on board hmm. so how do you feel in yourself now that you know you've, you've, you recognize this and you started to change and did you increase your food intake or did you stop going to the gym as much what what changes did you have to make at this point when you recognize that the weight had gone too far the other way to bring it back to a healthy weight and BMI do you know what? It's so difficult because obviously you know how to, you train your mind on how to lose weight. 
Yeah. And I've spent however many years of my life, I think five years I were, I were doing Slimming World to lose this weight and maintaining it before I started getting a little bit obsessive with the gym. It's so different then to turn it on its head and say, right, uh, you now need to gain weight, but you need to gain weight in a healthy way because yeah. you don't necessarily want to go out and be like, well, I need to gain weight so I can have a McDonald's now or I can have this, of course, treats are so important. I will stress that. So anybody that's listening, if you have a day where you want to have a treat and relax, it's, it's so important to just have that little bit of time where you do have something you enjoy and not get obsessed with all the slimming side of things. Mm. Uh, you've got to have a treat. Life's Absolutely. about balance. Yeah. That's, you know, it's so important. But yeah, to then sort of turn it on the head and say, I need to put this back on in a healthy way. I was sort of still loosely following the recipes, having a few additional treats, having more sins, having a little bit more bread, obviously sticking to high fiber things rather than just having white breads. So the rules were still there, just slightly adapted and less exercise and less time in the gym. And uh, yeah, that seemed to slowly pile it on. And then it got to Christmas and I just went mental and that helped. <laughs> yeah, that was out, wasn't it? Christmas. <laughs> Our Christmas food baby is always there to, oh, yeah. to help us put weight on. And in general, with, with going to the gym now, and now that you're able to, to maintain your healthy BMI, I know obviously we're in lockdown, so has that really impacted you not being able to get to the gym because there is a, such a there is such a positive feel-good factor about going to the gym and yeah. getting those endorphins racing and and you know it's it promotes a healthy mind as well as a healthy body so how have you been in lockdown without having that there to be able to go to and just to be able to get those feel-good feelings racing through your body uh, I've struggled a little bit um because I've sort of built friendship groups and things at the gym as well. Um, yeah. I attended classes regularly, so you start to get to know people's faces. And, you know, at first it was so overwhelming stepping foot in a gym for me because, because my anxiety struggles. Yeah. Uh, I still struggle to the day when I walk through the door. I sort of focus on where I've got to go, which is the studio. I walk through the main gym normally fiddling with something in my hands or my head down. I just don't like the thought of walking to a main gym. I think a lot of people find it intimidating. But once I'm in that studio, that's my little safe haven. I've got friends. Uh, obviously, I've, I've started to recognise faces in there. And also, it's that little breakaway from my children, as horrible as it sounds. I think everybody needs a little bit of time out as well. Yeah. So right. it's just, it's, it's my relaxation as well at the same time. So obviously, to have that, sort of taken away I've tried to do exercise at home I've tried to involve the children we've gone out on long walks the girls have taken the bikes and I've speed marched around <laughs> behind them so that's been good I've tried to do some exercise at home I signed up to Les Mills which I, I was enjoying right. Les exercises at the gym so I signed up to that and I tried to do some from home but it's not as easy I find at home when children are trying to jump around you and you're trying to do a workout it, it's just not as easy um, no. but I have been doing Zumba on Zoom with one of the instructors from the gym she decided to extend that on Zoom so that's great because I've seen a few faces the kids even love joining in where we can fit it in when it's not too hectic and not too busy because obviously it's it's manic at the moment with everybody yeah. at home yeah we, we have a little dance together on an evening where we can fit it in so 
I don't feel too bad because I've tried to do little bits where I can, but still I am missing the gym and I can't wait till it opens back up. Oh, bless you. And it's great that you've found something that, that works for you and that your girl's able to take part in. They're enjoying it too. And it kind of relieves the boredom for them and they're involved oh, with yeah. you. And it's, yeah. Like, that she is pushes, my, my daughter will push me out of the way of the camera <laughs> to get to the front because she can see herself. We have it hooked up to the TV. Right. So she can obviously see herself dancing. <laughs> she's at the front dancing around and she just takes limelight. She is like that. She, she, but they, they love it. They love the anything to do with dancing and singing. So Aww. that's a good one to do at home because they enjoy it. The, the Les Mills one's not so much. <laughs> that, that, is, that is great. And my friends have, have done the Les Mills and I know I'm looking to do that. And well, I say I'm looking to do it. At one point, I went onto the group and I was like, today I am going to join. I've still not joined. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks quite intense. I think I just need something for like 15, 20 minutes. So, yeah, that's something that I need to do, really. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of being in that situation where I need to do that. I want to do that. But it's the taking the action, isn't it? And that, that, is, that, is, the, that is the key, isn't it? Stepping over that bridge and saying, right, okay. Put your foot forward, Claire, and just go for it. Just, just commit to it and do it. And it's lovely to hear that, you know, you, you have this anxiety and it, it sounds like this is something that you have to deal with and mm. challenge on a, on a daily basis. And, that you, you, you know, you go into the gym and, like you say, it can be really daunting, but, you, you know, you go in there, you, you're taking those steps and I guess you're, you're challenging your mindset, aren't you? Every time it sounds that you go to that gym, it's not easy for you, but you find... Oh, yeah, definitely. It is a challenge. As soon as I walk through the doors, I... I always say to myself, Lindsay, just look at somebody and smile. Just, just, and I try, I try and tell myself to just walk through the doors and smile at somebody. But that is the challenge. I, I just, for some reason, I've just got to walk through with my head down, and I can't look at anybody until I'm in that little safe haven of my studio. Yeah, but you're doing it, aren't you? That's that's the thing. Yeah, and yeah. Somebody like yourself that that does suffer from anxiety, that, that you are doing this, and you found your your way to be able to do this and to connect with other people and that must be such a, a confidence boost and do you feel that exercise has enabled you to feel confident and to feel feel more connected with your actual self and identity oh yeah definitely definitely exercise obviously is fantastic for mental health anyway and it's got proven benefits for that if you're ever having a really really bad day like a lot of us do where the, it might be raining and you look outside and the, the weather's a bit grim and you know you've particularly got no reason for feeling miserable but you, you feel a bit bad and you really have to push yourself and motivate yourself to everything's sort of like a task I do have them days as soon as I go out to the gym and it is a struggle and I don't want to sometimes I come out feeling completely different because mm. the benefits on mental health alone sort of outweigh any anxiety that I feel sort of walking through the doors because I come out like a, a changed different person like a lot oh. happier motivated yeah. and that's what keeps me going that's brilliant that that is lovely to hear and I'm so pleased that you I know that coming on the podcast was kind of a challenge for you and I know you're out of your comfort zone like many people that come on the podcast I'm so <laughs> pleased that you was able to do this and share your story feeling you know anxious for days over okay. it. I think once I get talking I don't stop so I'm sorry if I'm just sat no, no, head not, on. not at all not at all everything that you said has been it's been really inspiring and it's been really relatable so I'm so pleased that you've been able to come on 
and share your honest slimming story it's been a pleasure yeah thank you you. for having me appreciate it I've, i've really enjoyed it as well thank you oh you're welcome you take care if you're ever having a really really bad day like a lot of us do where the, it might be raining and you look outside and the, the weather's a bit grim and you know you've particularly got no reason for feeling miserable but you, you feel a bit bad and you really have to push yourself and motivate yourself to everything's sort of like a task I do have them days as soon as I go out to the gym and it is a struggle and I don't want to sometimes I come out feeling completely different because mm. the benefits on mental health alone sort of outweigh any anxiety that I feel sort of walking through the doors because I come out like a, a changed different person like a lot oh. happier motivated yeah. and that's what keeps me going. I was so pleased that Lindsay agreed to this interview and I know it took a lot I know it really really took a lot for her to do this interview and what really what really lifts me up is when I know that people like Lindsay have come on this podcast and I know that they suffer from anxiety and I know that this is like a, a big deal for them to show up and to talk and have their, their audio recorded and for that then to go out to all these different countries that are going to be downloading. I think it's a, I think it's around 44 countries that have, have downloaded this podcast. I know this is a big deal, but I'm a natural introvert and I know that if I can do this, I know that people like Lindsay can do it, even if they suffer from anxiety and I'm so so pleased and I think she comes across really well and you know she's funny she's really warm she's lovely and you know do support Lindsay with her journey and head over to her Instagram account I'm going to repeat it again it's slimming.gym.and.gin so we're in lockdown number two what have you decided that you're going to do that's a bit different this time if you're listening in the UK you know we've gone through lockdown number one we're in lockdown number two. What are we going to do that's different this time around to keep your momentum up? We're saying that it's a month, is that right? I think we're looking at a month of, of lockdown number two. What can you do that's different? Is there something that you've always wanted to do, but you've always been too busy to do it? And maybe where normally you'd be going out and about, going to the cinema with the kids or going to the restaurant. Maybe you would be spending November doing the Christmas shopping around the stores and, you know, spending days doing that. I know that every weekend in November, that is what I do. I literally, I go to my local shopping centre, which is called Meadowall. I travel there, which is about an hour there, an hour back for me. And then I will spend time with the kids and the family shopping. I absolutely love that. That for me is my, that that's my joy to, to go and spend some money, get all the, the treats and stuff in for the kids Go to Frankie and Benny's, that is my day. And I would spend all day, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, in November, doing exactly that. But that's gone, isn't it? <laughs> that's gone. And I miss it. I miss it even more so now that I wouldn't be able to do that anyway because of my back. So there's lots of things that we can do, isn't there, to, to change things up and to change our energy. Maybe looking at online courses and looking at fun things, you know, like Zumba online. There's loads of things online where we can shift our energy and not get wrapped up in this negativity because it's so, so easily done. And I know that I'm on a bit of a a loop with this. It's so, so easily done. I know because I I do it myself. You get that negative thought in your head and before you know it, it's like gone like a tumbleweed. It really, really is so easy to do. But you don't have to. You do not have to. Go on these walks that you've been wanting to do for years. 
in your local area, explore your local area. So it's Sunday here, I'm recording this on a Sunday. I've got a day ahead with the kids and the family and I'm just really grateful, you know, I really, really am at the moment. I'm I'm grateful for the things that I have. I'm feeling really optimistic. I'm feeling in a good place. I really do feel in a good place and I want to, I guess, give that to you. I want to send that down the airwaves and just let you know that it doesn't have to be the darkness that you're in. It doesn't have to be. And if, if it's really, really dark, if you listen to this thinking, well, she's just so out of touch with how I'm feeling at the moment, then, you know, my DM is always open. You know, come and find me on Instagram. I'm going to put the link in my show notes. Send me a DM. If, if you find today is really dark and you can't shift that momentum, you, you can't step into any focus because things are happening in, in your life, then do shoot me a DM and I will, I will reply. My door is always open. So have a great week. Until next time, you take care.